0: Mercy Hill students, Pastor Dan here. Welcome to the, the Edge Online. I think this is week seven. Hard to believe it's been that many weeks and life has been going on like this for this long. Still in The Edge Room. I uh, dearly miss you guys uh, being here and just getting to see you week in and week out. Praying that you are doing well uh, and uh, hope that you are getting in the word. You are growing in your faith. You are uh, staying up with the teachings the church is sending out whether it's through the edge or big church or jumping into a, a zoom small group uh and hopefully as restrictions and um we will get start to get past this this t- disease uh we'll get to meet soon and see each other soon but until then man i'm imploring begging you uh get in the word uh st- take some time to to grow in your faith, to, to see what God's word has for you, and uh, to apply it to your life. That's so very important. We're actually gonna jump into a new sermon series starting t- tonight, and it's gonna be on the Sermon on, on, on the Mount. I've actually, and it's found in, in Matthew's chapter five through seven, I've, I've preached uh, different parts of the Sermon on the Mount throughout the 20 some odd years I've, I've gotten to work with youth, but I've, I've never done a sermon series on the, the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount is a very in- interesting text. The Theologian John Stott uh, dis- uh, did- d- describes it as the nearest thing to a manifesto that Jesus uttered, for it is his own description of what he wanted his followers to be and do. So this is a sermon from Jesus himself. And if I could give a title for the series, uh, I would call it one of two things. One i would call it either beautiful attitudes and, and, and simple truths uh or i would call it beautiful a- attitudes and se- savage truths uh because the truths are simple and they're la- they're laid out uh and they're things that are going to be pre- pre- practical that that really apply to your life and when you are confronted with the truth of what G- G- jesus will teach about uh it can be a little bit savage as you you wrestle with it on what it means in your own life to adjust your own life to become more like christ uh, it starts with the beatitudes in matthew 5 uh, which a lot of of uh scholars describe as the beautiful attitudes which i sort of like like that and it goes through a diverse set of te- 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 teachings on anger on lust on prayer on giving worry, greed, judgment, uh, all sorts of, 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 of these things. So I wanna ask you uh, over the next couple of weeks or months, uh, just sort of stay tuned, uh, stay engaged, whether we're meeting uh, via online or we're meeting in person, which I hope is very soon, uh, just sort of hang with it. <clears throat> you know, just a couple days ago, I went to visit my dad, it's really about a week ago now, and uh, I, I was, he wanted me to pick up an air compressor from his house. He had, he had found one and fixed it up. Air compressor can be used to blow air in your tires. You can put different tools to it, uh, nail guns to it, and it, it can, it, so it, it's, it's a useful tool, tool to have. So I took Noah's truck, <clears throat> I drove down, I spent the afternoon with my dad, uh, and had loaded the air compressor in the, in the truck. We, I think I went out, out and got dinner. We ate on his pork. Just trying to spend some time with him in this weird, weird, weird time that we live in. And, uh, so I, I, I went to go air compressors in the back of the truck. As I'm getting in the car, he looks down at my, my, my driver's side front tire and says, son, you got a you got a screw in the tire. Let's, let's back up to the shop and, uh, make sure you got enough air in it. So I come out and look at it, I look at the screw and sure enough, there's a, there's a dadgum screw stuck right in my tire. So he's like, hey, don't touch it, uh, you don't want to make it loose, it's holding the air in right now, let's just see how it's doing. So, he, so we, we put a little bit of air in the tire, he goes into a shop, he grabs a spare tire repair kit and he hands it to me and says, okay, son, when you get home, uh, make sure you take that screw out and you fix that tire so and just sort of seemed to shoo me off part of me thought maybe i should fix this now but my dad was so all right when you get home go take care of this i thought okay that's what i'll do i get in the car i go about three miles down the road and i i i realize i'm 50 miles away from my house most of the driving i'm going to do is interstate driving and i have a nail a screw in my driver's side front tire. I don't know if this is a very smart thing to do. And I kept going. And right before I got on the 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 interstate, I pulled over, uh, got out, checked the tire, screw still in, in the tire, start, still full of air. So I jump in the interstate and I begin to drive. And it, I, I've got two hands on the the steering wheel because worry is beginning to set in. Of what if this tire goes? Uh, what if it blows out? What if it goes flat? What am I going to do? I get uh, almost to downtown J- J- Jacksonville, which is about halfway home, and I pull over on the side of the road <clears throat> and I check the tire. Screw still in the tire, still has air. Keep going. Uh, I get about ten miles away from the house. Pull over check the tire, still has air, still has the screw in it, and man, I am just worried. I've just been worried this whole time uh, that something's gonna go wrong. I drive, and I, long story short, I make it home, and I'm able to get the screw out of the tire and and fix it all. Um, but the ride home was forever. It, it felt like forever. I was worried, um, and know what, the the, the truth was, I could have fixed it before I even got on the road. I could have probably taken 15 minutes, if that, maybe 10, and um, pulled the screw, plugged the tire, used the compressor my dad gave, gave, gave me, plugged it up to a wall, given it power, and filled air with that tire, and then I could have gone, gone home and not thought another second about it because it could have ended uh, in a very bad way it could have I could have blown a tire uh, on the interstate and wrecked uh, and not only maybe wrecked me but wrecked somebody else I could have um, just gotten a a flat tire and been stranded some somewhere and you know what was sort of ironic about it was that as I was going home worried I had all the tools I needed to fix the tire but if it, it blew out on the way home, I had no power to plug the compressor to, so I couldn't fill the tire with air. So I had all the, the tools with me that I needed to fix it, but it, it, it wasn't going to work where, where I was at because I had left the place where I could have fixed it, which was my dad's dad's house. Um, you know, our, uh, our journey through M- Matthew chapters 5 through 7 uh, over the next couple of weeks or months is guaranteed, guaranteed to point some 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 flaws in your life, or better described here, some some screws in your tire, um, that you need to deal with before it one blows out, or two loses air and leaves you stranded somewhere. Uh, the problem with uh, sin in our life that when we, we read the Word of God and it comes out, we need to deal with this. When we don't deal with sin, a lot of times that sin in our life doesn't just affect us and our relationship with God. A lot of times there's a blowout and it, it it affects those around us. And most more often than not, it affects those that we love. And so we really need to deal with it. And it varies. You know, what we'll, we'll hit will vary. It'll, it'll deal with judgment, with Anger with giving and lust, uh, um, and, and more. And 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 you, you like I did, will be tempted to say, Ah, it'll be okay. Uh, I can make it home, I can go a little bit further, I don't need to deal with this. But so when so, when truth comes in your life that you need to deal with, uh, you've got a choice, uh, do you? Do you strive to be more like Christ, uh, even though it's going to cost you time to fix it now? It's going to cost you letting go of things of this world to follow the things of God? Or are you just going to press on and keep going and it's going to be a, a, okay? That tire's going to hold air. Nothing's going to go wrong. Because if we keep running in our sin, it's going to catch up. It's going to leave you stranded. It's going to blow out. So please, whenever we're reading through this text, do not miss the warnings that come and deal with them. Don't be like me. Don't be dumb like Dan. Uh, Deal with them. We're going to jump into our text today. It's in Matthew chapter 5. We're going to read verses 1 through 4. Haley uh, Naumo is going to read the text for us. So let's uh, stand together and Uh, let's, uh, follow along Matthew chapter five, verses one through four. Matthew five, one through four. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. So we see in verses one and two that he, he sees a crowd. He goes up on a mountain uh, and it says that he sat down, and some of his disciples were with him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, "So, so he he sits down and begins to teach. And now he's going to teach for a very long time, uh, from Matthew five to the end of Matthew seven. It's a lot of content, and he seems just to teach on a lesson, teach on a lesson, teach on a lesson. But in the start, he he does um, what we know as the Beatitudes. Uh, he he starts with." Um, Blessed are thee, and, 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 and the first one is the poor in spirit, for, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, blessed is a Greek word uh, which is makarios, which, which uh, means happiness or highly fav- fav- favored. Think uh, of a king who, who sees his son, the prince, doing a great feat or a gracious deed in front of a crowd of people. And the king, uh, who's sitting a little bit away, looks at the son. The son looks at the king, and the king gives him a nod of approval of of well done, my son. I am I'm am proud of you. And that's a great definition of what the word blessed means here. It means It means it means approved approved by God. And these. Beatitudes aren't just simple statements. You don't read just, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of, of heaven. Blessed those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Uh, there are more proclamations. <clears throat> and let, let me explain. If you've ever been to a wedding, and the cer- cer- ceremony is is over, and then you as a guest are herded over to an area where there's some weird food that you use t- toothpicks to pick and grab, grab from, And you're waiting for the wedding party to finish their pictures and it can sometimes take forever Uh, i think uh, we've all been there and then you go to the reception area and uh, you sit down they're going to do a dinner and a dj there sometimes y'all been uh, at some i believe where even pastor nick has been the dj and they introduce the wedding party, all the groomsmen and the bridesmaids and the best man and the maid of, of honor. And then the very last one, they, they say, let, let me give a warm welcome to Mr. and Mrs. And they, they pronounce the husband and wife, the bride and groom, uh, and their, their, their new name uh, whatever that name is and sort of the crowd who is all there they cheer because this is this is what the day is about it's a it's a party it's a, it's a congratulations cheer um <clears throat> blessed are they these sta- s- statements are this that it, it's a it's an announcement uh with with celebration with it it's not a hmm that's something I want to think about is Oh, this is such a good thing. This is such good news. You know, it's, blessed is hat, 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 happiness, but it's, but it's more than that. Uh, it's beyond the emo, em, emotional up and down that happiness is, that comes and goes, that's sort of like the wind. Uh, it's that even when times are tough, my contentment is in Christ uh, in this world today, happiness uh, is found, the world would say, in fame and fortune and, and, and fun. Uh, the Bible tells us that even Sol- Solomon, who had it all, who was a man in this world who, who had everything. Uh, he was king. Uh, he had all the gold and jewel- jewels. He had fleets of ships, herds or stables full of Horses and, and herds and, and just land filled with, with cattle. He had beautiful women, women and the finest food. He had all wisdom. He had power and wealth. And Sol- Solomon should have been immeasurably happy all the time. He had, he had all that. What, what could go wrong? And this is what he writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Verses 10 and 11. He says, And whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil I had expanded in doing it, and behold, all was vanity and a striving after wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun, even Solomon, who had everything, saw that this kind of ha- happiness was fle- fle- fleeting. It was van- vanity. It wasn't going to last. The beatitudes are talking about a lasting happiness and joy, approved by God, kind of action and result. So it goes on. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And the word "poor" here is. P- Pitokis in the Greek and it's a Greek it's one of the of the Greek words for poor but it comes from a root that word that means to cower or cringe like a beggar a beggar who um, so so it, the the term is almost beggar poor which which is someone who doesn't just work and just doesn't make a whole lot of money and they never have money because they just don't make enough in their job it's someone who can't work who's disabled or too broken to work and they've got to rely and rest on the help of people walking past them. If people do aren't gracious to them, don't show mercy to them, they will die because they cannot fix it or help themselves. It's that that type of, of poor. And in this this uh, scripture here it's not talking about being physically poor it says blessed are the poor in, in spirit uh, it's it's a it's a spiritually poor poor a poor that's described as we're we are trapped in our sins and our trespasses uh, we can't fix it on ourselves we are so spiritually poor that we need help we need grace and 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 mercy we need rescue we need a messiah uh to save us from our spiritually deficient condition um it's that that type of poor in the in the american church it's been become quite trendy to talk about god's love man god loves you and has a plan for your life and that's a very true statement. And and no matter what you've done, God loves you. That is true. And hey, no matter what, no matter where you go, n- no matter uh, what you do, what sins you do, God loves you and he approves of you. That's a message that is sort of rolling in our society today. But they talk about God's love, but they totally leave out man's sin. Because let's not talk about man's sin because that's... Down, that's depressing uh that is uh this is not something that make, makes me feel really good about myself that's sort of a downer uh the problem is if you never realize your sin separates you from god you never need a savior you never see your need for it i say you need one you never see your need high school small small group which uh, has really been a blast. Uh, even though, though we meet on Zoom, we're going through the uh, film uh, in parts The uh, American Gospel Christ Crucified. And we've had a really good discussion uh, week in, week out. We, we meet uh, Sundays at four, 4 o'clock. If you, if you want to be a part, you've not been a part of that, and you're in our high school group, uh, mess, message me with text or e- email or call the church, and I'll make sure you get an invite to that. But there was a quote that they used a few weeks ago that sort of uh, exemplified this. Um, and it stuck out to me. And this is what the quote said. We ask them to accept a gospel they don't even know they need. I mean, pe- pe- people won't know they need Jesus unless they understand that they're, they are lost in their sin. They are helpless in their sin. They are like a beggar who is poor and destitute in their sin. And they need a savior. Um, so it says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who are who understand their broken con- condition." It says, "For theirs is the kingdom of heaven." Romans three twenty-three just says as well. For, as well, for all have sinned and fallen short of the, the, the glory of God. All have sinned. Sin is a very important part of the pr- process. You see, understanding our sin is the first step in in, in se- coming to salvation through Jesus, Jesus Christ. It's not my righteousness. It's recognizing my ruin. It's not trusting in my right st- st- standing. It's turning away from my rebellion. Uh, it's not being good enough. Seeing that I'm not, you're not good enough. Uh, so the, this first beautiful attitude, this this beatitude, is recognize your sinful condition and your need for a, safe, a, safe, a, safe, a savior. Trust in Jesus and theirs, yours, mine, is the kingdom of heaven. And this is the richest gift you will ever receive. Have you ever... Recognize your sinful condition compared to a righteous and holy God. Uh, You know, you know, you might know inside me something just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm just not getting getting this right. I just can't be good enough to fix this problem I have. And you, you can't be. Uh, The Bible tells us we all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin, what we earn from sin, is death. But God made a way through a Savior, and his name is G- Jesus. He uh, lived a life without sin. He died on a cross as a sacrifice for your sins and for mine. On the third day, he rose again. He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It says in, 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 in Romans 10, If we can thus with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. So what's stopping you, even right now, from turning from your sin and turning to Jesus today. Man, if you're thinking about it, going, man, I think this is something I might need to do. Can I encourage you to do it? Don't wait till we're going to meet again together in this room. Do it right now. Say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. God, I accept the gift of your son, Jesus, who who paid uh, with a perfect life as a sacrifice for my sins. God, I'm in faith. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. See your sinful condition. Turn from your sin and trust in Jesus t- today. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. Chance to just talk about just something that's important to you, God. And I ask that we will see our condition apart from you. See our need for you. Lord, help us to turn from our sin and turn to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. One last thing. I do have a, a game at the end right here, a challenge, and you can email me, uh, uh, Pastor Dan at BellSouth.net, or text me, 904 uh, 583 is my cell phone text number. You can answer the first person to respond back to me, after seeing this will get a prize, and the person that gets this question right will get a prize. The question is, who? Uh, if you've been to our youth camps, uh, what teams have won the past three years in our youth camps? Uh, that's the first thing I want. Also would love to know, uh, what has been your f- favorite youth camp theme that you have been a part of over the past, how however many camps you've been to? So, uh, Get to me. There will be a prize for the winners, uh, the first one to respond back, and the one who knows the, the, the last three teams that won at youth camp the past three years. And uh, have a great week. Uh, I miss you. I love you. Take care.